I hope you're strapped in and strapped out. I said, I'm going to take a year. I'm going to make a sex bucket list. Oh, just sluts me and sluts, you know what I mean? It is so much more than that. Your sexuality is just super important, and I don't want it to be overlooked anymore. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sex Existentialist. Uh, it's your host, M, and today I am here with the very cool, very hip, uh, very sexy, if I may be so bold, uh, Layla, host of the Curious Girl Diaries. Hi. Hi, Em. Thank you so much for having me. I'm laughing, as you said, the very second <laughs> before we started this, I was like making my apologies. I'm, I'm sorry. I just didn't, I didn't get, you know, I didn't get all fluffy because I didn't have time today. Just kind of got away from me. So you're kind of seeing me like uh, post-workout, you know, hair pulled up, no makeup, my glasses, you know, it is what it hey, is. That's a vibe as well, though. You know, I it doesn't know. always have to be glitz and glam. They're, they're sexy and lots of things. <laughs> right, right. Cool. So before we get uh, too much into it, Layla, can you kind of just tell my audience um, who the curious girl is and, and how you identify, whatever that means to you? Yeah, well, so it's... Uh, I love this question because it's to me that actually the question is very interesting in the sense that not very long ago, nobody was asking me how I identified. <laughs> you know, I'm like, fair. I, I always thought it was very obvious. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm a female. Like, you know, like <laughs> is there a big mystery? <laughs> right. right. But I understand, yeah. I understand how things evolved and where it, and, and how that's come about. Um, sure. So I, yeah, yeah. In my, in my normal, like smart ass fashion, I do want to poke a little bit of fun at it, you know, but I also <laughs> no, want to say, yes, you know, it's just, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a female. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I consider myself a straight female, but I'm totally curious and open to, you know, all things sexual. And, uh, you know, um, I guess if you, if I have to give like, you want me to give my pronouns? You definitely don't have to. Hey, I mean, some people are like, I'm a Democrat or I I love karaoke. <laughs> I mean, some people throw in whatever the fuck they want. So whatever uh, whatever you feel like is important to share. Yeah. I guess just really, you know, uh, I'm sex positive and yeah. uh, I really feel that uh, I feel that sex is important. It's underrated in, you know, the items and things that we think about when we're qualifying a partner and I'm hoping that that's starting to change because I yeah. really feel like for long-term, you know, mating, coupling, just overall mental health, being with the right person that you connect with on a deep and uh, spiritual and open, full of communication level, you know, that, that your sexuality is just super important. And I'm, yeah. I'm I don't want it to be overlooked anymore. Yes. I love that. Um, and I love that that's like part of your identity, um, which will, I think, make sense to listeners once they hear more um, of your story. But yeah. um, before we get into your journey, um, as part of my intro, um, I also love for guests to share a usually sex but could be dating um, anecdote that reflects um, a little bit about you. So like what would be a classic <laughs> sex, Layla sex moment for you? Oh my gosh. There's been <laughs> so many. I, I mean, honestly, with my 
with my, I call it, you know, with my sex exploration, it's mm-hmm. just been, uh, like, uh, I, 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 okay. I'm, I'm going to go with the first one that jumped in my head and I don't know why, but I'm going to, I will pull it all together and, and wrap it up in a nice neat, with a nice neat bow, even though <laughs> it might sound disgusting. Okay. <laughs> um, so I would say just the first thing that popped into my head was the t- the first time I let some guy earn his red wings. Yes. And uh, I never thought that I would have any interest in that, but I had met somebody and we were, it was, you know, we're meeting up and we, you know, we knew we were going to be hooking up that night. And as it turns out, you know, I'm, I'm on my period. And I, I told him before, you know, I said, Oh, you know, I just want to let you know. Cause I try to be, um, sensitive to that. I don't expect, especially when somebody doesn't know me, you know, like, Oh my gosh, this is the first time we're going to have sex. Do you want to do it when I'm on my period? Anyway, he, um, he, he, as it turns out, he was like, Oh, you know, he said he loved that. And he actually loves going down on a woman when she's on her period. I'm like, well, that is not on my checklist, but I'm happy to check it off. Thank you for putting it on there. Let's go for this. Let's do this. And and we did. And, you know, I think that would probably, the reason I picked that story is it just really depicts how open-minded I am, how much, you know, I'm willing to just roll with the circumstances. It, things don't, you know, when it comes to sex, it's not neat, perfect, yeah. you know, it's, it's messy and, 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 and there's unexpected things that happen, you know, sounds, noises, periods, all this stuff, totally. but the whole, but the, but you know what, when you have two people that are consenting and willing, everything is good. And so yes. an open-minded. And so I think that that, you know, that story where I was in the moment and he was in the moment and we're both just winging it, you know, uh, no pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, red winging it. We're red winging it. And, <laughs> red winging it. And it was you know what? It was, it was actually pretty hot. You know? So I yeah. mean, I never thought I would, that wasn't like on my radar, but you know, I'm glad I, I'm glad I did it. I love that. And I do, from what I know of you and your, your exploration, um, is that, um, that I think that makes sense as a, as a story selection. And, and also like, it is hot to think about someone who's so committed to your pleasure that they don't really care about what, nitty gritty thing is going on with your body, right? Like they just want to make it happen for you. Right. Well, you know, I, yes. And you know, it was again, to also circle back on that story, it was probably the first time that I felt I've never been, I mean, obviously, hello, I'm a woman, you know, we, we, it's, this is no shocker in case you missed sex ed back in sixth grade or whatever (laughs) it was, women have periods. It's 28 to 30 days or 31 days. And that's pretty much how it goes. And if you, if you're having sex with women or vulva owners, that's, you will have encountered this. I'm sure I'm not telling anybody they don't, (laughs) something they don't know, but it's surprising how you know, I think we still feel as women a little squeamish about it. Like, oh, I don't want to inconvenience my partner. Or, oh, this might be embarrassing for him. Or I don't want him to be uncomfortable or her to be uncomfortable or whoever you're having sex with. Right. Um, and, you know, you sort of like, there's still that, I, I realized in that moment, there's still this small, small little fraction of me that was maybe a little bit ashamed of that and felt like I had to apologize or make concession for it. Mm. And, um, and it was the first time someone was like, 
fuck no, we're going, you know, like, this is great. Let's do this. And I'm like, all right. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we all need that learning moment of just like, yeah, someone, someone didn't give a fuck about the thing I was embarrassed about. And I should frankly not have felt like I had to apologize for or something that's no. supernatural. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. This guy helped me take my, he, he, I, I reclaim my periods because I am. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Snaps to this anonymous fan. There we go. I know. Thank you, I sir. Know. <laughs> I know. Yep. Yep. So backing up into, you know, your your journey, can you share a little bit with the listeners about, um, you know, your story um, as the curious girl and, and kind of what inevitably led to your content creation and podcasting? Yeah. Well, so it's a kind of, I think it's a story that a lot of people have and, um, where I had just gotten so really work oriented, focused on my job performance, uh, you know, really doing the best I could at that. And just so really absorbed in it really at that time in my life, honestly, I used to joke and say that, that my job and work was my porn that mm. I just loved it so much. It was one of those things where I would, I would, I would work on it all hours of the night up late. Like I had to be staring at my computer screen, working at the, or, or working at, at what I was doing. Like it was porn. Like you just couldn't take your eyes off it. Like you yeah. had to watch it. And, and I was very focused and driven and those were good aspects, but it really came at the detriment of my personal life. And I ended up as it ended up, you know, while I was very successful, I did not have sex for three and a half years, you know, nobody even on the radar, nobody even touched me. And I really had kind of shut off that side of myself as a woman and, mm. Then I woke up one day and just went, what the fuck am I doing? This is ridiculous. And I, I looked at myself in the mirror and I was just like, you are wasting the pretty like this. You, you can't, this isn't going to last forever. You, you need to make this a priority. And I very quickly shifted gears and I thought, okay, well I've run myself off on the ditch. How am I going to course correct this very quickly? And I just decided that I was going to handle it and manage it kind of the same way I did any business venture that I was focused on. And I'm like, you're going to put as much effort, heat, you know, strategy and, um, focus and passion into, into resurrecting your sex life and enjoying it as you would into a business goal. And so I very quickly shifted gears and, for, you know, within, within 10 days of having that revelation that this needs to change, I'm changing it. Um, boom, you know, I was met someone and was having sex. So, Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and good sex. <laughs> yeah. That is the key, right? Not just yeah. like, okay, yeah. well I can fuck whoever I want. Not just penetrate. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, I, I it was good sex. Yeah. <laughs> I think, um, one of the things that like speaks to me about your story too is that you know it, I think we live in a society where like strong driven you know work successful professional women aren't supposed to be um like 
relaxed um, and and can't let our kind of guard down. And so yeah. like we, you know, we're, we're encouraged to kind of like tunnel vision career um, and that ambition can't take place in the bedroom and that there can't be like goals to have um, in your, your physical or personal life. And so it seems like, um, like you were kind of saying a, a, a common tale, especially with women. Yeah. Well, so that was the first time it dawned on me that, uh, you know, we have all of these things in our life that we focus on that we, you know, and, and as timely as it is right now, right. Cause we're recording this, we're almost to the end of the year and, um, we're in December and, you know, people are probably going to start thinking about what are their goals for next year? What are their new year's resolutions? You know, they want to eat less, exercise more, um, you know, be better to their partners, be more listening, understanding, get in better physical shape, whatever it is. Nobody ever says, I want to focus on, I want to have the best sexual year of my life next year. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did with the Curious Girl Diaries. I said that I'm going to take a year. I'm going to make a sex bucket list. I'm going to knock this shit out of the park. I'm going to come up with every single crazy idea. I'm not just going to do repeat my vanilla stuff over and over. I'm going to branch out and be open and, and I'm going to focus on it, hyper-focus on it and be Mm -hmm. vigilant about it. And, uh, and then I thought, and, and mistakenly I thought, well, I'm going to do that for a year and then I'm going to shut it down. I'm going (laughs) to shut it down. I'm going to also, while I'm doing that, I'm going to um, memorialize it through a podcast. But at first I actually thought I was going to, this was the plan M. I was going to blog about it. Right. Then I was going to podcast just about sexy things and ideas and things like that. Cause that would be fun to talk about. But mm-hmm. I had seen all these, I'd gotten a lot of um, inspiration from some really amazing sex bloggers that I came across. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to blog about the sexual encounters and then I'll talk about sex in general on a podcast. And this is, this is how it was all going to come together and how I was going <laughs> to memorialize that year. Well, as it turns out, I'm a shitty writer and I can't, and it was painful to sit and try to like give birth to these experiences, but I do have the gift of gab. So I finally gave up, gave it up and I'm like, stop trying to write about this. So the first part of that first year, I actually was blogging and while I was podcasting and, um, and then I just said, fuck it. Like, I, I'd rather talk about, talk this stuff through. And so that, that's when things got a whole lot better, but, um, yeah. And then, and then, you know, uh, after, at the end of year one, it was supposed to be, okay, shutting it down. Cause that's done. I'm going back to my old life as usual, hmm. but you know, you don't return to that because you're forever changed. And so I couldn't, I could not, the toothpaste was out of the tube and you know, yeah. I couldn't from, I couldn't, pretend that it wasn't and that I hadn't experienced all these new things and it hadn't opened a bunch of doors and interests. And I just decided that I was going to keep going with it. So I, here I am getting ready to start my sixth year on December 19th. Yes. Well, happy anniversary almost. Um, yeah, no, that's, I love that. And I love, I like imagine myself in, in that scenario being like, okay, well, like wrapping up Q4, like it's time to, you know, kind of how am I doing my bucket list? I got 10 days to go. And instead, instead it's like, you know what, I'm going to do this for as long as I want because there's so much more to, to do and explore. I love that. And I love yeah. that you're open to the change as well. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There's no going back. 
You can't yeah. unknow what you know. That's, you can't you can't take those orgasms back and you don't want to. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, most importantly, you don't want, you don't to. want to. Yeah. Totally fair. Yeah. Um so I know you just kind of talked about how, you know, after that first year you had had been changed, everything had changed, but um when you first started and you were documenting kind of how did it impact you and everything else in your life, especially work? Well, so I'm really lucky that I've been working for myself for quite a while. So I had a lot of flexibility with the work. Mm. Um, and it didn't, uh, you know, it didn't, it didn't impact the work, but, um, I had a lot of freedom to really make the, I guess the whole pro, you know, just, just to add the, the prospecting or the goals of what I was trying to do into my daily routine. Mm -hmm. And so that helped, you know, it wasn't like, well, I have to work and then I have to do this. I got to really kind of uh, marry the two worlds. So that was definitely helpful. That's great. And definitely, um, like explains, um, to how you were able to do both. Cause I, I imagine you like, if you were sitting at your desk nine to five, like when are you going to find time to fantasize and like plan and, right. and source, you know, sex partners and everything yeah, else? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's elaborate. It takes, it does, <laughs> it, it, it takes a lot of work. I won't lie. I mean, it doesn't, it takes a lot of effort. Um, and just, but it really is, you know, it, it is worth it. And the other, the other thing is, you know, I don't know if, um, if I've mentioned, I didn't think I mentioned this earlier, but I, I've stayed anonymous this whole time because I started out anonymous, right. Under the, yeah. under the idea that I would go back to, you know, vanilla land and just resume my normal life as usual. And that would be that. And, um, and so no, you know, with the, with the belief that it would just be like a year long thing, I really wanted to, just protect my identity and, yeah. um, and, and not have that be a source of anything, you know, that being out there, anything that would cause me to not be fully open, honest, and free to experience everything I wanted to, and then, and then talk about it. You know, I really wanted to, to be as honest as possible about everything and yeah. hold anything back so that anonymity allowed me to do that, but I kept it because it still has allowed me to do that. And, and it's also, you know, just opened the door to other things too, but it's kind of interesting that still after all this time, I'm still, you know, anonymous. Yeah. So I was, I was going to ask about that too, because, um, and I don't know if you have gathered this from my social media, but I'm also anonymous. Um, and so I don't have a face affiliated. I think, um, yeah. So I, I do have friends who obviously um, know of my show or have been guests on it. And so, um, you know, I'm, I lack anonymity with a small group of people, sure. but, um, you know, I, I definitely relate to the, um, the enjoyment of the ability to like be 100% myself without worrying. Like, again, I work um, in a very niche part of an already niche industry where if you Google me, it my company comes up like that's, yeah. you know, there's, there, you can't separate me from, from my professional life, um, on the internet. And I was like, well, I'd like to at the very least for now, keep my job. So I'm going to yeah. protect my identity and protect the identities of my guests in some cases as well. Yeah. Well, and I think that's really smart. Uh, and I think it also, 
allows you to be a better just conduit of bringing the information because I think there's a little part of maybe what people don't realize is, you know, when you take your, your personality, your identity, your, when you're really taking your identity out of it, again, you just get to bring forth, you know, the information. And Mm. I mean, uh, since I've been doing this for as long as I have, believe me, I, if I had a, I have stepped my foot in it. I have, I have said stupid shit. I have said, I will never do that. And then, you know, I don't like that. You know, don't, don't try to face fuck me. Like I, you know, I don't want to give a blowjob that way. And now I'm like, you know, when I'm with the right person, I'm like, oh my God, this is so hot. Like, I love it. You know I mean? Like, you know, so that's the, that's the beauty of it is that you really just get to be, uh, your most human self flaws and all, you know, and, and saying stuff that, you know, years later, it's like, Oh crap, that's on record. You know, I said, I'd never. And if I had a, if I had a freaking dollar for every time I said never on my podcast, I mean, I'd be rich. The podcast would more than pay for itself (laughs) at this point. Um, it's just been, but that's the, I mean, I, I love that. That's the fun. That's to me, that's the stuff of life. It's just that it's that learning and being open and, and, and I love a good lesson. I don't mind it at all. And I, I will laugh at myself when I, you know, when I go back and have to say, okay, yeah, I know you heard it here. You know, I said, I never, I said, I never do that. Well, guess what? <laughs> you know, I yeah. did. Um, yeah. But, two years later, I in fact have been face fucked. You know what? 10 out of 10. Oh my God. Like, the, and, and like the, the, the more like I'm tearing up, like the better, you know? Yes. I mean, use me as your little like uh fleshlight, you know, my, yeah. let, let my mouth be your fleshlight. It's, <laughs> when you're with no. the right person. Exactly. All, all that, you know, all, all, there's a lot of stuff that, that goes out the window. And so again, I just, I, and I don't mind being the example for people and being able to say, I hear what you're saying because I felt that way too. You know, you could listen to this episode and then, you know, follow, you know, these specific episodes when I'm with this specific person and he brought this out in me, you know, and, and, I'm, I'm really finding and understanding deeper parts of myself that I never would have uncovered without getting there through sex. Mm. Everybody thinks it's about the sex. Overtly it is, but ultimately it's this huge self-discovery and it puts a lot of the pieces together about why certain people didn't work in my life and why certain relationships failed and why I kept trying to find the same partner over and over. And it was so boring and wrong for me and I couldn't get it. I'm, and I really just thought, you know, maybe I just don't love the way other people love. And maybe I don't feel things the way other people feel. Maybe I just can't get there. Like maybe it's Mm -hmm. not in me. And then I just started realizing, you know, I was really just trying to stick a square peg in a round hole. And, and once I, stop doing that and stick in the right peg, peg in the right hole, so to speak, <laughs> things opened up. <laughs> yes. I yeah. love that. That's I, one of those things that I'm, I'm sure that other people have told you this is like, people just have to think about that and, and process that. I think that's important for 
you know, those of us have, who have struggled with sex and have, have had later a sexual awakening. But I think it's also really important for people who, um, you know, frankly, aren't like you and I or other, you know, sexplorative podcasters, right? Yeah. Like it's, I think it's easy to, you know, like listen to a clip of the Curious Girl Diaries or Sex Essentials and be like, oh, just sluts being sluts. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. you know, ladies talking about intercourse. And it's, I mean, yes, like you said, at, at a service level, like we're having sex and we're talking about it or we're talking about other people having sex or whatever it is. But um, it is so much more than that because there's so much to discover through sex, through pleasure, alone with another person, with a group of people, whatever that looks like for Even you. Even by yourself. Exactly. No, totally. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I learn, I mean, I learned at a young age a lot about myself through masturbation and I yeah. continue to as an adult. There's always something to learn and explore. And that's so yeah. important. I know. I know. And I don't, again, it's just, it's just one of those areas of our lives that is extremely important. It's extremely underrated. It's not talked about. We don't have, you know, we don't have the tools and the resources out there to be able to at least just have open mindsets mm -hmm. from, from, you know, from an early age about it. You don't have to direct somebody or tell them what they have to do, but we don't even get, it's just not even presented that, hey, you know, a lot of self-learning, self-growth and understanding yourself and the way you interact with other people and what's right for you can come through exploring your sexuality. And so yeah. it's an important area of your life, you know, just like your health and your overall mental well-being and physical well-being that, you know, these things also need to be um, a priority and nobody's really saying that. So, yeah. you know, I, I hope to sort of put that message out there because people know it when they're not getting it. They know when it's missing. They know what that feels like. And, yeah. but for some reason, you know, it was just never presented before the, before the problem happened, before they find themselves in that situation that, Hey, you know what you can, um, it, you can do, you can switch gears, hmm. switch gears, you know, and, and move in a different direction with it and start exploring and things will come together. Yeah, I think like I, I mean, I could do a just yeah, I could talk endlessly about um, the things that you can learn about everyday life through sex, such as communication and boundaries, and vice versa too. Like those yeah. things play hand in hand, and and to like um, the ability uh, to live in the question. I think like especially today, um, you know, it we all want to like jump to claim a label. Like there's a lot of like, you know, okay, well I you know personally have had sex with men I've had sex with women like what does that mean what la what label am I supposed to use to clarify yeah. that or explain it to someone else and like um I think like you know does that mean that I'm am I kinky or am I vanilla like is there a word for everyone wants to like jump and and claim labels and I think there's there is some importance and validity to that um and and the you know for some people's experiences but I do think it creates a lot of pressure to either not explore or um, explore briefly and then like claim a label and then kind of halt your exploration. Yeah. And I think it's important yeah. to live in the question too. I agree with that. And that's why it's, you know, when, when we circle back to the beginning of the, of, you know, when you ask me how I identify, 
Like that's always just such a, to me, um, it's such a funny question. It strikes me as funny because, you know, it's just like, well, I don't really know. I mean, I'm just open, you know, how about that? How, you know, like, and unless I was, unless I had a, unless there was something I knew definitive, like, well, I'm, you know, I'm gay or I'm a lesbian, I'm, you know, or I'm, uh, but I'll, I'll be honest, I get so confused with like, what is pansexual and what is, the, yeah. you know, like, and, and I know, and I'm not stupid. I can, yes, I, yeah, I can read, I can figure it out, but I just think, you know, just being open and fluid is, is a good thing, you know, and in general and where you land is, you know, it, when we get caught up in these really super definitive labels, sometimes, I mean, it, it stunts us. So I think, you know, I think, I think while everybody feels there's freedom in that there is, but also don't forget history because you can get Mm -hmm. stunted, you know, you can get stunted by that where we, you know, we're coming off of straight or gay or, you know, this or that, you know, we had very, it was very, you know, one end or the other. And there's just a lot of, there's a lot of place to go with it. There's a lot of space to explore. So, and you don't really actually know where you're going to land. I mean, totally. I, and I would be the, again, the, to go back on what I said to, to me, the perfect <laughs> example of having to eat my words on so many things, you yeah. know, which I love. I mean, that's, and that's really been the best part of the Curious Girl Diaries is for me, I get to like poke fun at myself and go, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> you know, like, look at where I, look at where, look at what I said. Like really, yeah. like, that's what I, and, and I believed it at the time. Yeah. But the minute that you allow yourself the freedom to explore and just get more and more open with it, then, then you start to see, wow, things really are pretty fluid, you know, and you can, as long as, uh, as long as you've got, you know, for me, I think as long as you have consent between two adults, uh, the what you two agree on is up to you, Yep. you know, and, or, and, or what you as an adult, a, a well-minded adult want to do with your own body, you know, mm-hmm. it's up to you. And I, I just, I feel like don't, don't be limited. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pigeonhole it. No, totally. Right. I, I'm, I'm absolutely, um, in agreement and, um, kind of going off that and, and something you said earlier, so you mentioned that kind of finding, sex partners, um, and, and kind of shifting from your dry spell to having sex, having good sex, um, was elaborate, I think was the word that you use. And so I'm curious as to how you, um, at least, you know, starting from dry spell to now have sourced and vetted, um, sex partners or friends with benefits. Yeah. Good question. It's a system. Again, I ran that, I ran that like a business thing. Uh, and I still do. I have, I have my system and it works. I have it in place because it works for me. Um, and basically, so, you know, I, I will go to, you know, just, I have profiles on various sites and, um, what I do is, you know, I know what, I know what my, I'm, when I have a profile, you have to, I, a couple things, you have to make it as specific and as clear as possible. Hmm. You also have to understand that 
people will not pay attention to it and they'll, you know, be, but, but the whole idea is that I put that up there so that I'm, I'm as clear and specific about what I'm looking for and what I want as possible. I change it as frequently as that needs to be changed. And then I, I follow kind of what I, you know, like a protocol for the first thing is, you know, when, if I'm interested in somebody and they, they match my criteria, these are physical characteristics. These are, you know, just my personal little turn ons and things I'm looking for. Um, and that that's going to be unique to everybody, but, um, I'll say, okay, so the first thing we're going to do is, you know, we'll, we'll just chat for a bit, but I don't want to sit there and chat forever. So let's, um, let's have a phone call. I want to hear somebody's voice and, you know, and you can have a face to face, of you can do a phone call or you can have, uh, you know, a zoom call and just, just to see a, um, is this person who they really say they are? Do they, are they the same age, weight, all the stuff is the pictures they've posted, all that yeah. good stuff. And, um, and then, and then talk to them because you can really just tell a lot. It's a very safe way to very quickly weed out a lot of people that, you know, you really don't need to go and meet face to face. Then the next thing I do is I will go and meet them face to face. That's a meeting that does not, you know, where I, it's very low pressure. And I say, Hey, you know, um, I just want you to know, uh, this is my classic line that I do to guys, which is quite funny, right? <laughs> I'm doing that. I'm doing this to them. I'm saying, you know, I just want you to know that, um, I, you know, I, you may not like, you may not like me. I always leave with that. You know, you may not like me and I may not like you, but let's just meet at low pressure and let's just, uh, you know, have coffee or, you know, I do something real low key and let's just see if we have any chemistry. So that's the whole point of the meet and greet is just to test the chemistry. And if, you know, and if you don't like me, don't worry, it's okay. It's just, it's just so that, you know, we know that after that point, if we want to set up another date, that, that things could, you know, there's a potential for things to, more things to happen. Right. But the first, you know, just meeting, there's no pressure again. Like I'm talking to them, like, yeah, yeah. there's no pressure. (laughs) Like I'd be putting pressure on them, right. That this is the funny part. There's no pressure. It's just the, the only point is just to really kind of see like, do we have any chemistry? And if we do, we'll, you know, we'll decide, we'll pick another date and then we'll decide what's where to go from there. So what I do is I take the pressure off of them and me, mostly me, because yeah. they're not going to be disappointed. <laughs> no, obviously not. I'm just, I mean, you're I the whole package. I don't know. Nobody's ever been like, oh, damn. No, yeah. you, you know, like, oh, shit, you didn't do it for me. Or you didn't look yeah. like your pictures. And that was misrepresented. No, right. I don't put myself in that position. So, so I go and, and, you know, and then we, we do that. And then generally, but I've taken the pressure off myself because I don't want them to be like, okay, let's get in the parking lot and start having sex. Like, no. Yeah. So I just set the stage for what's going to happen. And then after that, we, you know, if assuming things go well and I get a good vibe from this person and, you know, you meet in a public place, a coffee, Starbucks, whatever, just again, something really, really low pressure. And, you know, for women, you really have to think about your safety and all that. And then mm-hmm. from there, you know, you just, um, you know, you can move it forward and do whatever you want. I mean, usually it's uh, making sure that uh, I like friends with benefits. So my mm-hmm. my thing is, hey, I 
I'm not out there for one night stands. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not my thing because sex gets, gets better over time. And I want somebody that at least agrees like, Hey, you know, if we have chemistry that they're in the same position, that they also have the same mindset, like, yeah, I know sex gets better over time. The more, the better, you know, somebody's body and, you know, and the more we can get into it. And, and, and then of course, when I tell them I have a sex bucket list, like guys love that. They're just <laughs> like, Oh, you know, they're, I'm like, which, which one of these things do you want to help me check off? I mean, you know, it's, it makes it very fun. Yeah. So, um, so that's just, that's how I do it. That's kind of how I move that process forward. Yeah, no, I think that that makes, um, makes a ton of sense because you're being honest and transparent, but you're also, like you said, taking the pressure off of yourself and setting up expectations if you're not interested or don't feel the right, you know, vibe or, or have any chemistry. Yeah. And then two, you're doing it in a way that's like very thoughtful and safe, which is obviously super important. Um, yeah. Are you using like kind of your run of the mill dating apps or are you using um, like more niche specific platforms to find people that kind of fit your needs? Both. Okay. Yeah. But I do find that um, I find that, I mean, every, you know, each one has its pros and its cons. Yeah. So that's why I feel like use a variety. Hmm. If you're just relying on one, you know, uh, it's going to be harder. So, you know, again, just mix it up and, um, and, and be ready for a lot of dick pics. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So my, my, my personal, my personal bane of my existence is did the dick picking. I, whoever started this, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I don't don't even know. I mean, it's, it's harassment. It's horrible. No one asked for it. Also like that isn't a selling point, like getting an up close shot of your hard penis. Like sometimes they don't even get it fully up. Right. They're just like semi, I'll take a picture and send it like no stress. Like it's, I, there's another subject I could do like 10 episodes on like (sighs) bad dick pics, uh, bad lighting. Um, you know, you didn't, you didn't do your manscaping and your pubes are half as long as your shaft and it makes it look shorter. The shadows are wrong. Like that men don't think about like the stuff that we do when we take pictures, we want our best angle. They have no clue. Yeah. Your dick might be the, might be huge, but the way you just took that shot, it makes it look small. And I don't need to see toothpaste splatters on your mirror, um, and your dirty, messy background, or please do not take a dick pic over the toilet. Oh my that God. Just, why I, do they do that? What, it's so gross. What makes you think I can be, what makes you think I can get excited yeah. sexually when I'm looking at a toilet? Yeah. No, I, There's maybe I have somebody that has that fetish, but it's not me. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and I don't want to see your messy room with your messy laundry or your dinner that's still sitting there from last night or your dirty sheets. Like the, I don't think this is what I don't think men realize. Like I'm so detail oriented. I mm-hmm. will scan my eyeballs will sweep every aspect of that picture. I can tell you the year your home is built by yeah. looking at the carpet, probably where you got it from, the name of that color, your baseboards, your crown molding. I mean, 
And then the mess, if you're a swab, like guys don't realize like, um, so I'm supposed to come over and just fuck you on top of that dirty bed, like with all your laundry, uh, what, what, and your jock strap and your socks and everything hanging out. Like what on earth? I know. I feel, I feel so bad for these guys because I'm like, who, who told you? Oh, who, who is the misinformer of the century that spread these awful rumors that made you think that you know somebody needs to be the whistleblower here and i guess it's me on this this false rumor that women like dick pics we don't we don't it's like yeah no and i um like as as i um was telling you earlier, like I have a long list of sex-based relationships oh. with people whose names, mm-hmm. like I don't, or their real names. I mean, with men, they're so stupid. They'll be like, "Yeah, my name is Ben, and I live in this city and state." And like, anyway, I. No. But it's it's one of those things where I am also very detail-oriented, and I frankly take fantastic nudes I look great every time and for people like I have a bunch of tattoos and for people who are anonymous I'm like managing to get like peak nudes and my tattoos are hidden so nothing like identify like I get it right Mm -hmm. so they should too yeah they don't Um, no they don't and I had one guy who thought he was being super anonymous and like through details in his nudes I was able to find him on all social medias Full, well, full name, everything. And yeah, I was like, man, no, you should oh, be more careful. <laughs> not only that, but I, I, see, I don't even know if I should give this away because this is how, like, I can, I can tell if a, I can, if you send me a dick pic, if you send me some pics, random pics, you're sending me of your body and just in your home, I can tell you 97% whether or not you're actually have a girlfriend, a significant other or a wife. And yeah. you're just being a douche. Like I, yeah. I, I can spot this shit a mile away and I don't want to say how, because it's so obvious. Mm-hmm. Like what re- man has pink towels? Like yeah. what man has, I can see your family pictures mm-hmm. in the background. Is that yep. your child and your arms around you? I mean, like, it's just like, it's just, <laughs> I know it's so stupid. It's trashy. Frankly, uh, it's trashy. It's just, that's the one that I, I would say that's the one, the only thing that I would lament the most about the technology and the access that we have to each other, uh, you know, in this day and age is that, um, not only do you have access to good people, you have access to billions and billions of ding dongs. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh my God. And they Absolute. come and they will come flooding your way. It's very funny. And, um, it, you know, it, I don't even, you know, I, I, somebody, hopefully at some point the pendulum will swing back and these guys will get a little more hip to the fact that no, that's a myth. You know, that's a, you believed in Santa Claus at one point in your life, but you grew out of that too. So hopefully you can grow out of this dick picking, you know, myth that women love that we go crazy over just seeing random penises and it turns us into cock hungry little whores for you. (laughs) 
No, it doesn't. Yeah. Thank, thank you, next. Um, no, right. thank you. Yeah. All right. Sorry. I know we burst a lot of bubbles with that one, but. No, I mean, hey, I, again, I have also received far too many um, unsolicited and frankly ugly, as we're saying, dick pics. And it's like, you know what, sir? Absolutely not. So no. thank you. Goodbye. But no, thank you. Blocked. I just, t- you know what I tell them before I block them? I just say, well, that's not flattering. You're, <laughs> that your penis looks awful. You really should have not sent that. <laughs> I just, I'm glad that you take the time to do that, honestly, because I'm, I'm honestly like, no, I have to give. <sighs> they need, they need. A, I'm sorry. I know people. I know there's, there's varying opinions on this. Like we shouldn't dick shame. I'm like, they shouldn't have dick shamed my eyeballs. They should not have. They should not have offended my corneas the way they did. So. Oh. I'm on your team. I mean, I I, I am definitely like, yes, like bodies are beautiful. We should, you know, like we love bodies. But like if if a dude is sending you an unsolicited, unprovoked dick pic, that's harassment and he deserves some criticism. And like you're you're being like pretty nice about it by telling him that it's not flattering because fuck him anyway. I know. I know. Well, and and and, you know, if if it's not. I guess I try to tell guys, look, guys, if it's not something you would, if you would not walk up and flash your dick to a random stranger in the streets, it's the same, it's the same thing. When you come into somebody's inbox or their DMs, you're coming into their home and anybody that's rude to me in my home automatically gets kicked out. There's no tolerance for that. So, you know, you'll, you can do it, but I don't believe you're going to get the result that you think you're going to be getting. And I, yeah. I, I don't know any women that are, I've never met a woman that's like, I love these random dick pics. I'm like, <laughs> and yeah, no, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so are there any like, um, tips and tricks of your, of your trade, so to speak, when you meet up, um, or, or frankly, when you have a phone call or when you do the kind of initial coffee chat, are there things that you um, look out for that you would say can be like universal at all um, for other people who are like trying to maybe not replicate your journey, but like trying to find a good friends with benefits? Yes. So I have, a there's, I yes over the years I have developed some radar. Um, and so if, if, if guys are saying, um, you know, that avoid guys that are quote unquote, just getting out of a relationship, <laughs> avoid guys that, um, say, you know, that they want, if they say, if they even use the term NSA with me, uh, that is a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, I'm not looking to change anybody's life or, or discreet fun. These are all buzzwords for douchebags that are cheating. Yeah. Discreet fun uh, makes you want to scream. Discreet fun. Okay. Like, was it going to be in the streets? Yeah. In public? Like, uh, as a, like, really, like, as opposed to in the street. So, you know, you, yeah. you learn to recognize the stupid shit. And, yeah. And, and, and you just go, huh. All right. You know, I mean, like, no, I, 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 I'm picking up on your lingo and what you're laying down and, and they're tipping their hand without really even knowing it. Like when the, you know, when they're saying I'm looking for an, you know, just NSA, it's like, 
let me translate that for you. <laughs> There's a couple translations. There's a couple. It's I'm married and I'm cheating and I'm full on lying and I want to fuck you once or twice or as long as I can until you figure that out. Um, I have a girlfriend and she doesn't know I have a part, you know, regular partner, whatever. Uh, again, it's, it's always the NSA is always around some, something that they're doing that they're not being honest and upfront about. And so don't be dragged into that. Hmm. And then the same thing with the, you know, I'm not looking to change your circumstances or, or mine. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, what are you? Okay, can we get clear about what your circumstances are then? Because you're clearly not saying what they are. So, what is it that you're not trying to change? I mean, like, do you want to, you know, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I respect that people don't want serious relationships if they're not, if that's not what they're gunning for. I can appreciate and have appreciated very open you know, all kinds of relationships, open relationships, casual relationships. And, but I'm also not disillusioned with the fact that you cannot control who, the way someone else is going to feel or the way you're going to feel, or really even honestly, I've learned, I've learned again, this is, I can tell you from things I've said, I'll never, da, da. yeah, yeah. Even controlling your own feelings, it shit happens. You will have so at some point, if you're seeing somebody long enough casually, you get to develop, you know, it go, it can go deeper. You, it may not be what you were planning on or what you're gunning for. I'm never really gunning for that per se at all. I like to be footloose and fancy free, open and honest with everybody. I'm okay with open relationships, but sometimes feelings happen. Mm -hmm. And so anybody that's not really evolved enough to just kind of get that concept and be okay with it, they just, they, you know, they should really honestly just put a label on their, you know, should just label themselves like, Hey, I'm just looking for a one night stand. Yeah. You know, it's a fucking go. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and, and if that works for someone, then great. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. But you know, just to avoid, I guess what, what I'd like to do is help people avoid mis mismatching and not being able to properly decipher, uh, the lingo or what someone else is trying to put out there and make you interpret without actually having the balls to be honest enough to just say, here's my actual situation. My actual situation is, you know, married, don't want to leave. I got my reasons and, but I would love to have somebody on the side to have fun with. And you know what it, the beauty of when you're honest is that guess what? The person that's down with that is going to actually show up. Totally. Yeah. And then you have the highest chance of success and why people don't get that, you know, I don't know. And so that's why I said, be as really as clear and, and concise in your profile as you can be. And then, and then really stay true to that because that'll help you get closest to what you're trying to achieve in the big picture. 
Yeah. I, I love that. I think that's, um, I think that applies to even folks who aren't, um, it's vanilla stuff too. Exactly. That's exactly, yeah. yeah. Like even if you're just like on Bumble or Hinge and you're trying to f- find a committed relationship, great, yeah. good for you. But like you have to communicate as openly and like you said, clearly, yeah. concisely what you want and need. And again, you are going to waste or you're going to avoid wasting so much time by doing that. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. You don't need to spend six months figuring out, oh, yeah. We really didn't, you know, like we really, we really didn't want the same things. Yeah. Uh, you could like <laughs> literally could have figured that out in a week. Yeah. And before he put his, before he put his penis in you. I mean like. <laughs> yeah. 100%. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you have shared um, kind of talking more about your, your friends with benefits, so to speak. You've shared that you uh-huh. make an annual bucket list and that they're always super excited um, or oftentimes I assume they're excited to help you check some of that off. Um, I'm curious now that we're nearing the end of 2021, what your yeah. anticipated 2022 bucket list looks like and if you've kind of got folks lined up to start fulfilling some of those yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm <laughs> just got them on I mean, a, they're not a lying. I don't, line, you know. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh my God. Wouldn't that be great? Like now so, serving number 24. Yeah. <laughs> Step to be qualified. No. <laughs> like DMV. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take a ticket. You'll, your number will be they, called. <laughs> you may be called. Yeah, this might be a slow process. Um, no, uh, I don't have, well, I will, you know. I don't have them like lined up. What I usually have is an on is ongoing friends with benefits. And that's the fun part, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not like you're constantly prospecting. And right. For, you know, every once in a while that kind of, that will turn over. But I mean, I, over the years I've had relation relationships that lasted four years, three and a half years, you know, just from, you know, five years. I mean like long, long stuff, because again, that's the fun part, you know, is that really you are, when I say I'm looking for friends with benefits, it's emphasis yeah, on the friends part. Yeah. It, you know, and so, so they're always, you know, you always have a nice group of fun partners that you can do fun stuff with, but then, and then of course, you know, and new ones too, but, um, so I don't want to give away too much because I haven't done my big reveal for oh, yeah, 2022, sure. but I, I, but I have kind of, you know, hinted that, so I think wh- where I'm, where I'm going to be focusing more on and, you know, in, in 2022 is just, I haven't really gotten into exploring specific groups like um, you know, I'm into BDSM. I, I, that's one of the big things I discovered along my, along the way, which I never even thought was on my radar. And again, <laughs> from being open and just finding your way to things. Um, one of the biggest, most mind blowing sexual revelations of my life. Yeah. Um, and, and so I, but I think I'm going to be, what I want to do is get more into those communities, mm. kinks, but you know, sp- kink specific communities and actually go and put forth the effort and like entrench myself and get networked into those areas because there's a lot of you know, within the BDSM community, there's a lot of just fake doms, ding dong doms. Mm-hmm. Like there's, when you get into it, it's a huge labyrinth and there's a lot of pitfalls that, you know, you just don't know what you don't know. And so 
and trying to kind of align yourself with good people. I was fortunate enough to, um, find some good people, but I, but there were a lot of goofballs and I almost missed out on, I mean, I really almost wrote it off because yeah. I was just like, well, I guess this, what, this is what it's about, but this just doesn't, this doesn't match up with me. And I, it's not aligned with what I'm looking for, yeah. but I was just missing, I didn't know. And so, um, I, I, I think I want to just go, I want to go deeper into my own submission and I want to be able to find you know, quality partners that are really into this lifestyle that I can align myself with. And same thing with I uh, that and also probably the swinger community too. I'd love to get, you know, do, do more. I've, I've nibbled around the edges and dabbled a little bit in it and um, it's always been fun. And I think I want to kind of get a little more focused in that too. That's awesome. I love that idea that it's like the focus is the community, like taking, taking a step back and being like, okay, I've tried X, Y, and Z. Here's what I've really enjoyed. How can I, um, surround myself with people who are going to continue to foster a positive experience, um, for you within the things that you are really into and like getting to talk to people who like maybe have, you know, done something that you're interested in, like as a niche within BDSM, for example, or, um, just people who get your experience and get what turns yeah. you on. And there's no like exoticism about like, oh, she does BDSM. Like, what does that mean? Like, what's she into? You yeah. know what I mean? It's like you're, you, you, they get it. Yeah. I want, I want to find some people that are, that can help me go deeper with it. Uh, you know, people that have come before me, you know, that yeah. where I can really make use of their wisdom, you know, and they're, they're putting it out there and, you know, I mean, as a submissive, that's a whole sort of like finding that out about yourself and then really kind of finding your way through that. And then just even just when you, you know, getting into subspace, there's just all this stuff that like, you know, a lot of it, like I don't have explanations for it. I would love just to be able to talk to another submissive and where they're describing something and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Where I just even have the validation of me too. Yeah. 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 You know, that's <laughs> so cool. You know, yeah, I had the same thing. I mean, I've had some really crazy, cr my body has done some um, fucking crazy things <laughs> when I'm in subspace that I, I just, so I need someone to explain it to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, you know what I mean? I, I, I think I need a little validation, like from a community, you yeah. know, where, you know, where I'm like, okay, you know, like, yeah, I mean, I know it's, I know it's legit and valid, but I, I just want, I want it to be a little more, I don't know, uh, Edu I, I'm ready to further my education on it. I'm ready to go deeper with it. And I'm just ready for the next level. And I feel like that's the right step for me. I love that. I am so excited to hear about that as you kind of document whatever you obviously feel comfortable yeah. documenting on your, on your podcast. Yeah. But I feel like that's going to be such a fun and cool and interesting chapter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. And then um, I feel like you, you're, you're sharing so much with us and um, answering all of my questions and I'm very uh, grateful and excited. I hope my listeners are as grateful to you and your openness as I am right now. But um, I guess I want to know um, kind of what has been um, the absolute peak um, through the last, you know, almost six years of, of exploration and kind of what's been the low, what's been the most disappointing part? 
I oh know. Oh my gosh. The good news and the bad news. <laughs> okay. Well, I will, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'll be really honest. So the, so the, of course, you know, um, that's what I'm here to do. The peak for me was again, just discovering the BDSM, having my first dominant and, and putting that much trust and connecting that deeply with another human being and allowing myself to go places I never just uncovering things about me I just didn't know existed, uh, allowing that to make sense of past relationships and why they didn't work when I could never, like I kept repeating the same thing over and over and I couldn't figure out why, why it just wasn't enough for Mm. me and, and why couldn't, settle on those guys, you know, and just like, I thought just honestly, something was wrong with me. Mm. And it just answered a lot of questions. It also was the, the deepest, most meaningful, passionate, connected, hot, sexy bond, light your freaking soul on fire. (laughs) Like I've never experienced anything like that. It's stuff that you that you see that you read about that you know you see portrayed and you you think you know what that's about and then when you experience it you're like oh oh I get I get it I get what they were trying to portray yeah. now I thought I did but no 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 this is so much better like yes 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 I get it and um and so that's probably been the best the peak experience and um maybe maybe the most disappointing has been uh probably just as I go along and the more I'm exposed to different individuals the more I realize how the lack of knowledge that's out Mm. there and like even just like you know as we talk about the the dick picking Mm -hmm. it's not the dick picking it's it's the disappointment that somehow somewhere along the way like that so many men really believe that this is okay and that this is what women are turned on by and that it's acceptable there you know there I'm as as open-minded and as crazy and wild and fun and all that stuff as I am which I am (laughs) my grandma had a big influence on me and my grandma was straight up black and white movies. Right. And she introduced me to all the classics mm. and you know, where things were, there was an art of seduction. Things were a little more subtle and, and I didn't know as I was watching those movies with her when I was younger, you know, I mean, I would kind of get hooked in because of the love story and all that. And, you know, um, but now that I'm older and I sort of can compare and contrast, there's this one meme that goes around that you might've seen. It was like, your grandfather used to write your grandmother, you know, love letters, the, the, the size of a thesis. <laughs> and now you're, and now you're sending dick pics to random women that you don't even know. Like how far have we come, yeah. you know? And, 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 how did, how did the bar get set so low in 
these men's minds and how do they actually ever hope to court and attract a female for a long-term relationship, let alone a very casual one, you know, because if you start off with offending someone and just being so off the mark, you know, you're so off the mark. You think that because you were born with a penis, it's special. It's not special. No. Yeah. It's just not, you know, like, send out some evites and have a party for it and see how many women like RSVP that they're coming. Nobody cares. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Right. So it's your penis is not special. And to someone that doesn't know you, it's special to the woman that loves you and cares about you and has a bond with you and, or has carnal knowledge of your body and you do something to her that lights her fire, you know, like, okay, that that's hot and that's special. But you know, I just, I, I, I'm like, oh, my, that's really been, that has been my, honestly, that's been my biggest disappointment is realizing that there's, there's big divide. There's this big yeah. divide and some men still get it. They know, even though you're just, you can, even though it's going to be casual that they still will put in the effort to, um, show up and be decent. And then there's other guys that are just like, <laughs> They I'm can. like, oh my God, where are we? Just need to put you on an island, like <laughs> all of you dick pickers. Like you go to Dick Picker Island and <laughs> and and, and we'll send some counselors out there until yeah. you can like <laughs> until you can prove <laughs> that you can come back to the real world. You can return to society and that's not right. Send that's right. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, and I think like technology, um, you know, is a great resource for things like self-discovery and curiosity and all this stuff and it it has been utilized by the dick pickers of the world to just continue to sink into the dark hole that is absolute absurd the dark hole in their mother's basements that they're living in (laughs) yes 100 (laughs) percent. yeah 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 well i think um you know i hope everyone kind of like re-listens to everything you've said about your self-discovery i think um you know, again, no one should replicate anyone else's experience to a T, but like there's so much to learn from um, listening to you and your experiences and what you've learned about yourself and how your life has changed over the last several years. Um, I appreciate, again, you sharing that with us. Um, where can all of the existentialist fans listen to The Curious Girl Diaries and, and kind of get in touch with you? Yeah. So I keep it really easy because, you know, probably like you and a lot of people like every all we have all these different social media handles and none and none of them are exactly the same it would yeah. have been lovely if we got the same handle for each one but we didn't some of it's an underscore blah 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 i won't put you <laughs> through all that i'll just say the re- the e- easiest way to find me is just go to the website go to my website thecuriousgirldiaries.com from there you can link to the podcast it is also syndicated um out among all of the major syndicates. If there's a podcast syndicator that you listen to, guaranteed the mm-hmm. Curious Girl Diaries is on there. You, you can find it. Uh, but also on the website, if you scroll down to the very bottom of any page, you can find all, the links to all my socials. And you can also leave me a voicemail, which I really, really love. You get up to five minutes. You can chat with me about anything you want. You can comment on a podcast, a thought, something you heard here today. Ask me advice 
It's, you know, five minutes up to you, let it rip. And I do get back to each and every one personally. Uh, so it's really fun because, you know, we get to have uh, one-on-one communication and conversation that way. So I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I know you also have a number of spark sponsors and partnerships. Um, is there any info on that that you want to share as well? Yeah. Um, well, I, I have several really great sponsors, um, that I'm very grateful for. I, I'm going to, because we've been talking about dick picking and because I was talking about how, um, sometimes, you know, your, your dick is not camera ready. It's not camera ready if it's not manscaped. And one of my wonderful sponsors is manscaped.com. So if you want to use the code curious girl, uh, when you go to manscaped.com, you will get 20% off your manscaping products plus free shipping. So I do recommend men, you know, get yourself manscaped, get those little, it's holiday season, get your jingle balls ready. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and your woman will thank you for it. Every time I get an unprovoked dick pic in my DMs, I'm just going to send them your manscaped discount code. There we go. There we go. You know what? I got I before we go, I'll share one yeah, yeah. little story. I haven't done this, but I think it'll be my next move because I'm just snarky this way. Um, somebody suggested that, you know, I take all the dick pic, I keep all the dick pics that I've, you know, I keep the dick pics you have. And then the next time somebody dick pics, you go, you send them one back. <laughs> Oh my send God. Him, Genius. Send them one of the worst, like most funkiest, <laughs> whatever you just find the most repulsive, the bad angle, the pubes everywhere, whatever it is, just send them go. Oh, Hey, great. Thanks for that. Hey, I, I, I can top you one. I, I yeah. see, <laughs> I see that dick pic and I'll raise you one or two. Just boom, throw them back in their inbox and let them look at some dicks and see how they like it. It's karmic justice, baby. You just got to get it right back. I know. I love that. There's, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) On that really insightful note, I think everyone should do that just for the record. But um, Layla, thank you again so much. It's been a blast to to get to know you a little bit more, to chat with you. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing about your next year of journey. Yes. And, you know, everybody just check me out at the, at the curiousgirldiaries.com and you can catch the podcast there. All right. Thank you, Em, so much for having me on. <laughs>